the world changes, situations change. We're still in a pretty uncertain economy. We don't know what direction things are going to go. And when you talk to most entrepreneurs, they all have more than one revenue stream. Welcome to The Digital Dreamer, where we believe it's possible to escape the suffocating nine-to-five, achieve financial independence, have the freedom to do the things you love, and contribute to the greater good, all by being smart about digital marketing. Hi, everyone. I'm Abby. And I'm Kim. Welcome to episode 13 of the Digital Dreamer podcast. In this episode, we are talking about all things print on demand. This is a big one because we know that lots of people are concerned about how to make money right now and just how to gain additional income. And so we wanted to start bringing you some ideas that will help you make money now or before the end of the year. So We are going to give you lots of ideas that will get you started on on some of these revenue streams. And I also have a lot of people who have been asking me about this and who I know are very interested in this. So I know they can't be the only ones. So I'm very excited to talk about this. So before we get started with all that, what's going on, Ab? Well, we are together in the same room right now, which is awesome. We are here in New York City. We have a fun week planned. I mean, working, but also fun. You know, a a healthy work-life balance. Yeah. So tonight we're going to a comedy show, and tomorrow we are going to a spa on Governor's Island for a little spa day. Very cool. I'm excited about that. It's the same one that we talked about. If you listened a few episodes ago, Abby went with some girlfriends, and I saw it, and I said, when I come... I have to go. So we're going. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to go back. It's so awesome. And then for Thursday, we are going to take advantage of this nice fall weather, take our laptops, and go work outside to soak up the sun. I also think I want to maybe try to get into Central Park and just do a little wandering around before yeah. I go home. Maybe we could do the rowboats in the pond or, oh. or we could ride bikes. Oh, that would be fun. Okay, wait. You know what drives me crazy about all of these cool bike things that are all over? The scooters, the e-bikes, all the bikes that every city has popping up right now? What? That they don't have helmets. Oh, I know. I am super big on helmets, and I think that people who ride bikes so infrequently that they don't have one and they're renting bikes are probably the people who need helmets more than anybody else. Yeah, no, seriously. That's one of the main reasons that I don't usually rent the city bikes because they don't come with helmets. I mean, not that I would probably want to wear a helmet that half the city has worn, but but still, like, I don't want to bump my head. But there has to be some kind of solution for helmets. I know there has to be a solution out there that could have mass appeal, make somebody some money, and protect our brains. So that's one of you. One of our listeners' jobs now. They have to create that. There you go. Somebody get on that revenue stream. So, yeah, that's what we kind of were up to trouble together. And so that's our update for the week. So let's start with what is print-on-demand. Print-on-demand, in case you don't know, is where you work with a supplier to print custom designs on white-label products. So you're printing one at a time not keeping any inventory yourself, but there's a supplier that you're working with. And that's actually the beauty of it is that you don't have to keep inventory and they're just printed one at a time. 
So it keeps your risk and your cost low. So I wanted to go through some of the pros and cons of print-on-demand because you might be wondering, why would I choose print-on-demand? Why wouldn't I just print these things myself, like buy a Cricut machine or something? Or why wouldn't I just buy these in bulk, right? So some of the pros are that you do not pay for a product until an order is placed and the supplier starts printing it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to pay anything up front. You're only charged once your customer actually places an order. And at that point, money is already coming in from your customer placing an order by the time money's being taken out to make that order. And I just want to reiterate that if you have a little bit of design skills, this is a super easy revenue stream that has no risk and it sits in the background and makes you money because we're going to talk about this in a minute. But when those products are on the internet, they're on Etsy, they're on Pinterest, they're on whatever place you're putting them to promote them, that is all a search engine. And so when people are searching for Halloween, Halloween t-shirts, your shirts are going to start popping up. Your items will start popping up. So I love it just because, again, it's low risk. And the supplier prints, they package, and they ship your items for you, which I also love because I'm really bad at mailing stuff. Well, and I don't like, I maybe it's just my ADHD, but I don't like having to go to post office or oh, whatever to mail it. Because that's, that package, I mean, maybe it would be different if it was, you know, for my business. But like if I have to mail a package, it will sit there maybe for a week, maybe a month, maybe two. I don't know. It will sit there for a long time. Okay, so our whole family has this issue. I, this is super embarrassing. I recently found graduation thank you notes from Sarah, who is in her third year of college now, and they were all in my drawer because they didn't have stamps on them. Yeah, so Sarah graduated in 2019. (laughs) She actually wrote her thank you notes, but some of you didn't get them because I never mailed them because they sat on the counter, and apparently I thought I should just throw them in a drawer. So this is how bad I am at mailing things, so I appreciate the fact that somebody does this for me. So it... But seriously, it's really helpful that they are the ones printing it, packaging it, putting the shipping label on, and then shipping it. And if you're like me and you live in a really small place, I don't have room to put any inventory. I mean, you would have more room if you wanted to have inventory, but I have no room for that. So I know from past experiences, past endeavors, that I have sold t-shirts. I have bought them. I have taken orders. I've even done done it the way where... You take pre-orders and then you take your shirts to get them printed and then I'll add a couple of extras. And I can tell you I have lost money every single time I have done this just because if people know that you have an inventory, one of the things that comes up is, can I trade my shirt in? It doesn't fit. And just all the kinds of things. And then I always thought, oh, well, after my initial order, I will just keep selling those. And it just, something always comes up and it doesn't work that way. And so this, again, you're not, you're going to make money. You're not going to sit there, be sitting on a bunch of inventory that all of a sudden nobody cares about. Yeah. And I, and I won't lie, guys. This is not like an easy, quick fix. It is a lot of work on the front end for you. But after you get your designs uploaded and you have your shop ready to go, it's really all just passive income from there. You are not doing anything other than obviously checking up on your suppliers and the shipping times and your customers and making sure everything's 
getting sent out in a timely manner. But other than that, you're not having to, if you don't want to, upload new designs every day. Right. It's not a long-term project without an end unless you want it to be. The other thing I like, though, is that, so we're talking about t-shirts, but there's so many different kinds of products. It could be t-shirts or sweatshirts or mugs or tote bags. Abby has added some stickers. Stickers are so hot, especially with younger kids for like putting on your laptop, putting on your water bottles. So, I mean, we have all kinds of things like that in our store. There's a variety of products. I think you'd be surprised the things that you can actually print on. Oh, blankets. You could do blankets with your logo or with the saying. Another pro that I love of this is, I think we've kind of already said this, but this is something that anyone can do. I mean, I'm not a graphic designer. I'm not, I don't have a degree in graphic design, but there are so many tools out there these days that can help you create these designs. So this is something that's very easily accessible for everyone because you don't have to have any startup costs really, other than the listing fees that come from, if you're going to put them on Etsy, it's like 20 cents per listing. Another thing that I love about print on demand is that it's so easily accessible for everyone. There's not a ton of startup costs and you really don't have to pay any money up front other than if you're going to list on Etsy, every time you post a new listing, it's 20 cents, but your inventory for that listing could be like 999 or something. So 20 cents for every 999 shirts sold. And you don't need to buy any printing equipment. So it's not something where you're having to buy a bunch of stuff up front for this business that you're not even sure is going to work. It's very low risk, which I love because I have been wanting to do something like this for so long, but I've always thought I don't really have the money to just be shelling out to start a a random business that I don't know if it'll work. Well, and the other thing is there's really not a learning curve. If you bought printing equipment, you would have to spend time learning how to use it. You'd probably have to put it in your garage or in an unfinished basement. There's all kinds of other considerations that come with if you had to buy printing equipment. You'd have to research it, figure out what the best type is, all those things. And with this, you don't even have to mess with that. So now let's move on to some of the cons. I will tell you there are a lot less cons than there are pros, so that's good. One of the cons, and this is something that I personally don't love, you have less control over the production and shipping times. And so once the order is placed and they start making it, I don't like having no control over how fast the product gets made and how fast it gets shipped. I mean, I feel like everyone knows that once something's shipped and and you have the tracking, it's out of everyone's control. I feel like we all can agree on that. We all know it's out of our control once once it's in UPS's hands or whatever, Mm -hmm. like it's out of our control. But one thing I don't love is just it's just the the not knowing. But We use Printify, and Printify is really good about updating you on how long each fulfillment location is currently taking to process orders, to print new orders, so you can update your listings. But that's something that I don't love, is not having control over how fast it gets done. Because if it were up to me, someone puts an order and I go do it right now to make sure that they get it done right now. And another thing that I don't love is that you can't add your own personal touch. You can't wrap it in cute gift wrap. You can't add a thank you note. You can't add a cute little freebie. 
you can't add a, a thank you come again coupon or whatever. Yeah. I think that's one of the fun things too. When you order something off Etsy, those things, since we're talking about small creators that make them, it almost always comes with some kind of personalization. And I actually kind of look forward to seeing, do they wrap it in tissue paper? Is there a cute sticker? Is there a handwritten note? So you lose all of that control too. But again, if you're just trying to jump into something and get something going for revenue, this is an easy, quick thing. Another con would be that each fulfillment location will have their own shipping costs. And they are usually pretty high. So the downside to having somebody else ship it for you is that cost is going to be padded because there is an actual worker there shipping it for you. It's an, I feel like it's an added cost for your convenience, right? Because sometimes the shipping for a product will be like $8 and you're like, there's no way this costs $8 to ship. Mm -hmm. But again, just building off of what you said, I think that's also one of the advantages. It might have a high shipping cost, which is something that we probably don't want. But you said it, it's because there's an actual person fulfilling the order. So it's, if you were doing this yourself, you would either be spending hours upon hours printing and packaging and shipping, or you would have to hire somebody. Yeah. I, so your, your cost is in there somewhere. I always think you should pay for convenience. You should pay for convenience if it's going to save you hours of your life and you don't, you're not going to have to do something you don't want to do. Another con that I am not especially fond of is that your cost of your product almost has to be higher because it is print on demand. And so you as the vendor, you are paying for the convenience of not having to hold an inventory. Somebody else is taking on those costs for you and that's why they're getting more money. So let's just say you have a certain sweatshirt you want. You might be able, if you went and bought it wholesale before you printed on it, maybe your cost would be $6. For print on demand, it might be $12. It's going to it's gonna be more because you're printing one at a time. Things are always less expensive when you do them in bulk. And that's just part of it. Let's get into some things that you should think about before you start print on demand. The first thing would be which print-on-demand website do I want to use? And there's so many out there. Another thing is just thinking about do they have the products you want to use? And if you are selling t-shirts, there's a lot of different brands of t-shirts. Do they have the brand that you want? For me, I am very particular about t-shirts. I like them to be soft. And so I would look for somebody that has the brand of t-shirt that I want where it's a soft fabric, not a thick heavy, scratchy fabric. Oh, I hate those thick fabrics. Yeah, and I also really, really, really do not like white t-shirts. And so for me, I would want a variety of colors and not every brand comes in a variety of colors. So to me, that's why if those are things, considerations for you, you would want to make sure you're checking out the brands first before you commit. You also need to think about what kind of products you want to sell because Not every print-on-demand site has all of the products. A lot of them have, like, for example, Printify and Printful both have a lot. I personally think that Printify has more than Printful, but Printful also has some things that Printify doesn't have. So you just kind of have to weigh, weigh your options here and kind of decide what you want to be selling. And then do they do things like 
bulk orders? If you wanted to place a bulk order, could you? Or I've seen people on their Etsy store say, contact my shop if you want to place a bulk order because there's no way to do that through Etsy. But I've seen people in their store description say, if you want to place a bulk order of one of these t-shirts, contact us and we can work that out for you. Another thing to think about is, can you connect your store with them? So whatever platform you're using to sell, because a lot of these print-on-demand sites do not have a store connected, you will need a different hosting site. Do they have something like integration with Etsy or Shopify or your Wix website? That's really important because you'll need to figure out how to integrate with where you're selling. Because otherwise your consumers have no way to find your products or anybody's products if you're if you don't have a storefront. So I'm just going to explain that real quick because it might be confusing if you don't know what I'm talking about. So our Printify site is integrated with our Etsy store. So whenever somebody places an order on our Etsy store, it automatically sends that info to Printify like immediately because they're integrated so they know. And then when Printify updates the shipping information, it sends that info to Etsy. So I'm not having to do anything like updating people with the tracking codes or anything like that. Because they're integrated, they're doing it for me. They're helping each other. I love that because that's another really complicated and time-consuming part is sending the buyer the tracking code and just making sure everybody knows where those are. And just as slow as some of these products are to ship lately, I think it's really nice for the consumer to be able to look on their own and see where their product is. Yeah, because like I was saying earlier, I think a lot of us can understand once the product has been shipped, it is out of the out of the store's hands. So it's hard to be mad at the store when it's the shipping that's taking long. That's at that point it's that's UPS's fault, that's FedEx's fault, that's whoever's fault. Like that's not the store's fault. So that is nice to be able to have a tracking code on there so they can see, okay, she shipped that when she was supposed to. So it's not her fault that it's not here yet. Right. I mentioned before that I am picky about fabrics that my clothes are made out of. And that's another thing that I would just recommend that people do, but it's also a consideration is, can you, once you have something in your store, can you order a sample of it? Because I, if I'm going to be selling something, want to know that what is going out because I'm not there. I'm not the one making it myself. I want to know that it's a quality product. So you can, for from some of these print-on-demand vendors, you can order sample products. So you're not paying your marked up fee that you've given it. You're paying the cost, your cost. Yeah. If a shirt costs Printify $7 to make, when I order my sample of my shirt, I'm only paying $7 and then whatever the shipping is. But the nice thing about when you pay the shipping part is that I can order all of my samples at the same time if I wanted to. So I'm only paying the shipping fee one time instead of, you know, paying it every time. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm only paying the price it is for them to make it. But ordering samples, I think, is so important. That's one thing I am very adamant about us doing is whenever we are using a new product that we haven't used before, like I won't order every single design on the same sweatshirt we use every time. But if we're using a brand new sweatshirt or t-shirt or like when we got the mugs or the stickers, I always order a sample because I want to make sure I like the quality because I'm not going to send a design out into the world or send a product out 
to someone that I don't feel comfortable saying this, I made this, this is mine. Right. Yeah. Because it is your reputation on the line and you just don't, you don't want to be sending out cruddy products. Well, and I know that I would be so mad if I got a product that was just so crappy and I paid a lot of money for it. So that's one thing that we're really big on is not sending out crappy products with bad materials. Even if it means that we have to splurge, I'm doing air quotes because we're not paying money up front, but splurge for the more expensive shirt or sweatshirt and and mark that up higher because I would rather somebody have a, a better quality shirt or sweatshirt. And then also just being aware of what their standard order fulfillment timeframes are, how they will tell you how quickly they typically fulfill that product, print and ship it. If you really care about how fast it gets to somebody, you might compare those order fulfillment timelines between your vendors if if it getting there in less than a week is important. Yeah, because even on Printify, some of them are the difference only between, the, it'll, they'll tell you, it usually takes us 1.15 days to print something. Or another one will be like, it usually takes us 2.55 days to print something. But I will tell you, I can tell the difference when someone orders from the people because something about 1.15 days and 2.25 days, that, that feels different. Like I can tell. So that is something, if it's important to you, like you want to pick one that will print it right away. I've had somewhere I've noticed someone will place an order and almost immediately I'll go to Printify and it's in production already. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, it's already being printed. Like somebody was like, all right, let's get, let's get a move on. Let's go. Another thing I think you need to think about when figuring out what supplier to choose is what locations can they be shipped? So for example, if you're going to be offering worldwide shipping, you have to make sure you're choosing someone that's not only shipping to the U.S., because then you can't be offering worldwide shipping. That's true. You also have to think about, are some of these suppliers within Printify or Printful or whatever print-on-demand service you are using, are they in France? Are they in the U.K.? We personally only use suppliers from the United States. And if it's something we really want, we will consider Canada because we're close. <laughs> but usually there's plenty for the United States. So we really only use the United States. But they have suppliers, fulfillment suppliers all over the world. So that's another thing you need to look at because there might be products you really want on one of these sites. And then when you get a closer look, you're like, but this product only ships from France. Like, I don't want to wait for this to ship from France. Yeah, if you've ever ordered clothing from another country, you know that sometimes that can take a long time for it to get here. Who said there's no such thing as a free lunch? Iris Digital Media Group is serving up your digital marketing lunch each Thursday. Join us as we deliver news that fuels your marketing nourishes your soul, and energizes your efforts. Sign up on our website at irisdigitalmediagroup.com. Go to the resource page and scroll to the form for the digital marketing lunch at the bottom of the page. Then open your email and join us for lunch each Thursday for juicy marketing news. And let us entertain you with bad puns that make you laugh a latte because time is money. So we've talked a lot about Printify because that's the one we're doing, but let's go into Printify and some of the other ways that you can do print on demand and talk, just give a 
overview of some of the things that they offer. So one of the things I love about Printify that I had already mentioned was that they have over 250 products that you can choose from to print on. They also have a mock-up generator. So if you want to generate a mock-up for your listing photos, that is something that you can do within their website. And that's easy to do. That way they make it super easy. But also know that Canva has come out with some pretty cool features. So it would just take an extra step for you to put it into Canva and make a mock-up there. And they also have store integrations with stores such as WooCommerce, Shopify, and Etsy. Printful also has a lot of the things that you would expect. It's very, very similar to Printify. You want to get in there and dig and kind of do some comparison. But it also integrates with Shopify, Wix, Squarespace, all of the things that you would expect. And then two of the other ones that I hear brought up a lot are Zazzle and Redbubble. There are a lot more print-on-demand sites, but these are pretty much the four that I hear brought up the most. And that, and I would say Printify and Printful are probably the two that I hear people using the most out of all of them. Now, people might be thinking at this point, oh, this sounds really cool, but I'm not a graphic designer. How would I do something like this? Okay, guys. Well, if that's you, listen, I'm not a graphic designer either. Like, I don't have a graphic design degree. But I'm still making designs. There are so many good tools out there these days. We are seriously so lucky with all of all the tools that are out there. You can use Photoshop. You can use Canva. A few things you need to think about when you're creating your designs, though, are that when you save them, you need to make sure you're saving them at high resolution so that you're not having blurry t-shirts. And you want to make sure that when you save them, you're saving them as transparent images so that the background is removed and it's just your item. Because if you don't have transparent, then it you're putting something that's white on top of your shirt and all that white surrounding your image is going to be part of printed on the <laughs> shirt. So you need to have that. He'd have that background removed. Can you imagine the shirt says like dog mom and there's just like a big white square around it because it's not, sorry, that's just so funny to me. Now listen, everybody. I know I said I'm not a graphic designer, but does that mean that I copy people? No, we do not copy other people's designs. So you still have to have creative ideas that come from your own brain to do this. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you have those. And that doesn't mean that you can't use what's out there for inspiration, but you sure don't want to be selling products that anybody is going to try to accuse you of stealing their idea or their design, or you're going to have some very expensive problems on your hand. And then another thing, and I think this is probably the most important thing to think about when you are creating your designs, is you need to know what is trademarked and not allowed to be used. So phrases, words, companies, images on Canva. So, you know, you think about, I can't go make a t-shirt that says Kansas City Chiefs because that there's a process you have to go through to be a Kansas City Chiefs vendor. I also cannot make a shirt of my favorite Taylor Swift lyrics because Taylor Swift knows that people are going to do this and she makes money off her own t-shirts and things related to her words. So you just need to look that up and be aware of it. Also, if you're using Canva, there are rules on Canva about you can use 
their art, but you can't just use that artist standalone. You have to add your own thoughts and ideas and inspiration to it. Yeah, you can't just take a Canva element, slap it on something, put a transparent background behind it, and put it on a t-shirt and say, I made this. Because you didn't make that. That's someone else's design. But if you use that with other elements or with words or whatever and you make it your own, that Canva considers to be okay. But another thing, we don't know when you're listening to this, so please make sure that you read Canva's terms and policies if you're going to be using them because things can change. And as we know, a lot of podcast episodes can be very evergreen, so we don't know when you'll find this or when you'll listen to it. So please don't just take our word for it and please go read Canva's terms of use. Very good tip. Also, another just another design hack There are people on places like Etsy that will sell art that you can download. But again, you need to read their terms and conditions. Sometimes it's for personal use only. Sometimes it gives you permission to use them for commercial purposes so that you can make money. But you just need to read. And sometimes the pricing is different for things like that if you're going to use it for your own purposes versus to resell. So just be aware of those things, but know that there's resources out there, but you just have to know what the legal ways you can use them are. Yeah, especially for print on demand, the biggest thing I've seen is people who sell that art that you can put onto your own products, they usually will have an extra print on demand license that you need to buy if you want to be able to use it for that, just because that's you taking their art and printing it as many times as you want. So I totally get it. And I am all for people providing a service like that. But we want to make sure that we're paying people for their hard work. That wasn't our work. It was somebody else's work. So they deserve to be paid for it. You shouldn't just go steal it. Yeah. So definitely make sure you are reading if you're going to do that on Etsy and if you're going to buy somebody else's artwork to use. Make sure that you read their description and their shop notes to know exactly what you're allowed to use it for so that you don't get in trouble. Yeah, that's expensive. Okay, let's get into some some more tips, some tips that will help you be successful with this. My biggest tip, I think, is to always order samples because you want to make sure that you're sending quality products out into the world. This is someone's hard-earned money that they're spending at your shop, and you want to make sure that they are spending their money on products that are good quality and that they're going to be able to enjoy for a long time. Yes, Another thing is there is nothing more annoying than thinking you're ordering a present for somebody for a holiday, for a special occasion, and then it doesn't arrive by the holiday or it arrives three months later. That is super annoying. So as the seller, as the vendor, make sure you're accounting for the printing plus shipping times in your listings. And then let's say you're you're selling right now for things that you want to arrive for Christmas. If you know that shipping times all of a sudden are taking two weeks for a product to get there, update that in your listing or make it big and bold in the listing. This will not arrive in time for Christmas so that people know that yeah. if, if they'll have it in time for their gift that they're giving somebody. What I've heard is that for things like Christmas, you should decide on a date and put it in all your Christmas type listings and say... The cutoff date to order this by for it to arrive by Christmas is, and have that. And then you can add on Etsy um, a customization box, but it's not actually going to be any, nothing's going to be customized. But what you put in the box is 
do you understand that this will not arrive mm, by Christmas if you order it after this date? And they have to – It's they have to check yes. They have to click so on it. So then if they want to get mad at you, you're like, well, you clicked yes. You said you understood that. Yeah. Don't I, expect your store to blow up immediately. I know we're talking about how easy this is because it is fairly simple and low risk in terms of what it's like to start a business. But don't expect it – to happen overnight. Any just things take time. And because a lot of this is search driven, you need to give it time for it to start showing up in search. Especially on something like Etsy, once you start getting a lot of listings in there, Etsy needs time to start sorting all of your keywords and things into the correct categories and figuring out how to rank them. And some of that ranking comes from when they push one of your products just to see if people Click on it. Make sure that you're using keywords also in your descriptions. When you write up your product description, if you know you're selling something for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, make sure those words are in there. If you're selling something for a bachelorette party, make sure that that is in there. Think like the person who is searching for a present or for a product or a design. Think how they are going to think? What are they going to type into that search box to find your product? Do you have any other tips on things that you use for keywords when you're doing these? I usually try to think about keywords like, what would somebody search to find this product? Who is this product for? What is this product made out of? When you're doing keywords, if somebody's looking very specifically for a cork coaster that is different than a tile coaster, right? So even just keywords like that, like what it's made out of, or somebody looking for a present for their grandma and a present for their daughter are different things. Oh, and that's actually a great thing. How often do you go at holiday time and type Valentine's present for daughter or gifts for dads? So make sure that, again, those are the kinds of things people are typing in. They're looking for something very specific. So be specific with your keywords. Another thing I think is important is investing in high-quality mock-ups. We said that there's some free options with Canva and with Printify, but if you want your mock-ups to really stand out in a world of search results, you're going to want something that automatically catches someone's eye and also kind of speaks to the aesthetic of your store. So there are lots of places on Etsy that just sell mock-ups. So you can you can type in Bella and Canvas t-shirt mock-up. And there's all these people who are just selling mock-ups of blank Bella and Canvas with a cute background or something. And then you go and put your thing on there. Very cool. This kind of reminds me a little bit of when you're searching for a VRBO or an Airbnb. If you come upon a listing that is dark and they have bad camera angles and... And the photo is fuzzy. Yeah. I always click off of those. I'm also kind of weird because if their decor is gross, it makes it just look like an old, dirty, grungy (laughs) house. And if their decor is ugly, if it's not bright and clean looking, I'm not going to rent that place. But it's the same kind of thing. You want to do whatever you can to put your best foot forward. Exactly. So if it were between clicking on a listing that has a mock-up that looks just like everybody else's or one that has some character and makes you feel like you're transported into the moment, (laughs) which one are you going to click on? Like, for example, we have a few mock-ups that are 
for Christmas, like for mugs around Christmas time. And the photo of the, the blank photo of the mug that we have is like around the Christmas tree with Christmas lights and Christmas slippers. Like it really gets you in the mood. You can envision yourself having your coffee during Christmas in your new Christmas mug. I mentioned that a lot of this is search-driven, and I'm thinking specifically about if you're on a site like Etsy. If you have your own storefront and you're just driving traffic to your store, that's another way to do it. You might be driving traffic to your store by posts that you're putting on Instagram or on social media or through ads that you're purchasing, and that's always an option. But when you start, I think part of the beauty of this is the search engine driven stuff because that's the kind of stuff that you could just create it and forget about it. But yes, you can always promote things and I, I recommend that too. And in promoting it on your own social or in your newsletters or on your podcast, all of that is going to help you start getting your products in front of people faster and start making money faster. And when it comes to money, it's really important to make sure that you are checking up on the product prices periodically to make sure that the prices to create these products have not gone up and you're not suddenly losing money. The last thing you want is to be is to be paying other people, basically, to be buying your products. Mm-hmm. And then that also goes for shipping fees. Just be aware of who is paying the shipping fee. Is that included in the price you as the vendor are paying for the product? Is it an add-on? Is the consumer paying? Know who's paying the shipping fee because that's going to be In some cases, maybe another $10 is added on and you want to make sure you're not secretly losing money just because you weren't aware or you didn't pay attention to how that part works. And that's definitely something you need to think about when, if you start your shop with Etsy, because they're going to prompt you to be like, do you want to offer free shipping on all orders, $30 and up? And while that sounds really great, if you haven't priced all of your products to the point where, you know, for example, if you're selling sweatshirts and you have and your sweatshirt is let's say $40 and you haven't thought about what if all things are free $30 and up what if you're suddenly losing money because you're giving them free shipping because so, you didn't mark your product yeah so you have enough. to think about that so free shipping is a great idea if you can figure out a way to mark your products up so you're not losing money by offering free shipping yeah well i hope this got people excited about just the potential there so we have on our website some free downloads. And I know that we talked about this one. We promote it quite often. And it helps you just learn some of the different ways that you can use something like Hello Audio to create some free audio products or paid audio products that you could sell. That's another way. But I just really hope that we are helping you think of ways to get additional revenue streams because you're, let's say you're doing consulting or let's say you're you're trying to sell courses whatever it is you're selling, we're still in a pretty uncertain economy. We don't know what direction things are going to go. Inflation is still making the cost of things really, really expensive. And so it does help just to have additional money coming in. And when you talk to most entrepreneurs, they all have more than one revenue stream if they're successful because the world changes, situations change. If you were in the property rental business when COVID hit and you were doing Airbnbs, you likely lost a ton of money. So hopefully if you were in that situation, you had other revenue streams because otherwise you just don't know when situations are going to change and you want to have 
a little bit more security, not just for yourself, but especially for any employees that you have. So now time for our dream life tip of the week. This is one that I'm very passionate about, especially with holidays coming up. Let yourself be excited about things whenever you want to be. I always get so frustrated when I'm all excited for Halloween. People are like, it's too early to be excited for Halloween. I think that it's never too early to be excited for something that makes you happy. So if you want to decorate your house for Halloween on August 1st, because that makes you happy. By the way, I did not do that. But if I wanted to, I'm allowed to. I think your sister did. <laughs> I think she no, I think she might have even in July. I please. <laughs> but I think that if you want to decorate your house for Halloween on August 1st, because that makes you happy, then you should do that. I've been kind of trying to live by this idea of who said it has to be that way. When you find yourself stopping because somebody might say that, or you know that your idea or the thing you want is not the traditional way to do it, just take a minute to pause and said, who said it has to be that way? Who put this idea in my head? Is this something society gave me? Is there like a good legal or safety reason why this is a rule? But most of the time, these things are not going to be legal or related to safety concerns. It's just somebody made up this arbitrary thing. And if you don't like it, or you want to do it your own way, you should go for it and do it your own way. Or sometimes it's just something that you've been doing for so long that you've convinced yourself that it's a rule. And you're. And then I have these all the time where I take a step back and I'm like, nope, that's not something that I actually have to do. It's just that I always do that. And so now I think I, now I think that's the rule. Like we, we just do that. But there's a lot of things in the world where you l- allow yourself to be controlled or stopped by your friends, your relatives, what somebody on the internet might think. And you should not let other people hold back your happiness. Unless, again, we're talking about something that's a safety or a legal concern or a moral concern. You should not let people stop you from doing what makes you happy. Find those things that make you happy. And if it makes you happy to have breakfast for dinner... And you do that five nights a week, but it makes you so happy, then do it. Who cares? So believe it or not, on our next episode, we are going to be talking about content creation prep for the holidays. Because believe it or not, this is why I said believe it or not, I know it's September. It is time to start thinking about your content for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, for the new year. It's time to start thinking about all of that. And especially if you are a type of business that typically caters to holiday gifts, holiday events, holiday items that people might buy as gifts, you need to be planning ahead. But even if you're not, there will be ways that you can make money during the holiday season. And so we want to make sure that you are prepared because we want you to start off what is this next year? 2023 strong. Oh my gosh. I never know what year it is anymore. I think I thought it was like 2019 the other day. <laughs> like, it, like, like me writing the date every time, I'm like, 2020, what year is it? I know. You, should, you would think this late into the year, we'd know how to type it and write it correctly. Anyway, I'm very excited about next week's episode. Tune in to that to learn more about how to get ready for the holidays. Bye, everyone. Bye. 
Man, Taylor Swift's ears are probably ringing right now. We are talking about Taylor Swift and her trademarks, and this is episode 13. And if you know anything about Taylor Swift, you know that her favorite number is 13. 